the World Wrestling Federation, for over 50 years. The recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment. How's it going, everybody? Wrestling Review Central is back. Josiah here for Wrestling Review Central, and we're talking the G1 Climax Night 16. I'm almost caught up fully in the podcasts and an other awesome, awesome night with a killer main event between Minaro Suzuki and Kazuchika Okada. And it shows why Suzuki, even in his late 40s, I believe he's 49, is still amazing and unlike anyone else in wrestling today. And just, just a great, great match between two absolute legends in the sport and yes i'm calling okada a legend even though he's not even 30 yet he is truly one of the best wrestlers in the world today if not the best and suzuki is up there too i people tend to forget him when talking about some of the top wrestlers in the world uh you know we say naito abushi omega okada tanahashi uh, you can even throw AJ Styles, Nakamura, those kind of guys into it. Heck, you can even throw Brock Lesnar on that list, although some people might find that quite controversial. But the truth is, you know, all those guys are way, way up there. But Minoru Suzuki deserves to be in that conversation, too, because he's an unbelievable wrestler. And now we're going to talk about Night uh, 16, and then... It opened up with Chase Owens against Tomoyuki Oka. He already had a match against Kitamura, and now he's having a singles match against Oka. And he also beats Oka with a package pile driver, even though Oka has a considerable size advantage, which, again, it's quite the thing to see. Uh, then we had Suzuki Goon, Zack Sabre Jr., and El Desperado. Uh, against Hiroshi Tenzon and Shota Umino, and Desperado submitted Umino with a stretch muffler. Then we had the Bullet Club, Bad Luck, Fale, and Yujiro Takahashi against Yuji Nagata and Ketsuya Kitamura. And I love seeing Nagata team with his students. It's There's something about that. And, uh, I mean, they... <laughs> It's so clear Nagata and Tenzon and those guys are teaching these young 
Lions very, very well. Let's just put it that way. Takahashi ended up pitting, pinning Kitamura with the with his DDT. And then we had Chaos, Hiroki Goto, Tomohiro Ishii, and Yoshihashi against Kota Ibushi, Togi Makabe, and Kawato. And Ishii submitted Kawato with a Boston Crab. And then we had Hiroshi Tanahashi, Rusuke Taguchi, and David Finley against Taguchi Japan, against Lawson Gabranable, Stohapan, Tetsuya Naito, Bushi, and Hiromu Takahashi. And Taguchi submitted Bushi with an ankle lock. Throughout the match, Naito focused on Tanahashi's arm and leg, and so that's going to be the story likely heading into the A block finals. And the finals is set for the A block, and it's gonna the the winner is gonna be decided by Naito versus Tanahashi. We found that out the uh, from last card, and so it's down to those two. No one else will be able to make it to the finals unless there's like a an extraordinary circumstance, like a double disqualification or countout where I think either guy gets no points. I'm gonna look at the standing right now. And yeah, I suppose if there was a double count out, maybe Fale or Ibushi could make it, but that's about it. And then we went to the B block matches, Tamatonga against Satoshi Kojima, and Tonga attacked Kojima at the bell, and then put on Kojima's entrance gear and started to beat him down. There was, you know, the standard back-and-forth stuff you would get in a Japanese wrestling match, and really most wrestling matches, truthfully. Tonga gained control, but Kojima, Kojima made a comeback. Kojima gave a big letterate that sent Tamatonga to the floor. Kojima continued to uh, dominate for a little while, but then Tonga dodged two letterate attempts and hit a gun stun for the win. It was a decent match. Um, it was, you know, not bad. Perfectly average. In WWE, it would be slightly above average. In Japan, it's just average. Uh, then we had Juice Robinson versus Toro Yano, and of course, a comedy match with Yano. There was a spot where Yano tied Juice Robinson's um, hair to the guardrail, his dreads, and he nearly lost by countout, but Juice managed to unknot his hair in just, a much, uh, just the right amount of time and got in right at 20. Uh, or rated 19, just before 20, and then he ran straight into the exposed term buckle that Yano just undid. Yano did his usual uh, grabbing the ref, then a low blow spot, but Robinson fired back with a big left hand and then hit the pulp friction for the win. So Juice Robinson gets three wins in this G1 so far. Uh, Michael Elgin was up against Evil. Evil. And they had a good match that... Uh, got very, very good by the end. Started good and ended great, and the crowd was very, very hot, and so that makes any match better. If you have a hot crowd, it can take a four-and-a-half-star match and make it five, or a two-star match and make it three, three-and-a-half, even four if it's a really hot crowd. And we uh, ended up seeing Evil dominate early in the match, and he used a variety of offense against Elgin. And uh, Evil went to do something off the top rope, but Elgin caught him and hit a falcon arrow. Elgin went to the top rope, stood on top, and hit a superplex. Evil 
blocked a buckle bomb attempt, and then they had a really, really big back and forth exchange. Elgin hit his uh, avalanche power bomb, a razor's edge power bomb, and then he followed that with a, a lariat and an Elgin bomb and defeated Evil, which is a big win considering the big win that Evil had against Okada. Next up, we had Kenny Omega and Sonata, and this was a good match, uh, but not Omega's best match off the show, or off the tournament, I should say. I still think that's yet to come with his match with Okada, but we shall see. Uh, there was a very, very scary spot um, where Omega tried to uh, hit Sonata with a moonsault DDT uh, off the guardrail but ended up landing on his head. He was fine, but it looked scary. And then Omega was in control until Sonata took him out with a crossbody to the floor. Omega went for the one-winged angel, but Sonata countered with a hurricanrana. Omega escaped from the skull end attempt and fired back with a dragon suplex and a V trigger, but Sonata kicked out. Then they started countering each other's moves and moving into the false finish. Omega escaped another skull, and Sonata went to counter by floating over Omega. Uh, but Omega instead grabbed him and transitioned into the one-winged angel and pinned him. So this was a very good match. Just not not the best of either guy in the tournament, but it's still a very good match. But it was paced just right because the main event was going to blow them all away and every other match beforehand was paced just right to not blow the main event out of the water and so that was the purpose i think that's why this match wasn't as good as expected because the main event was so exceptional and so kazuchika okada and minoru suzuki came in and this i think this was better than a match in earlier in the year which was an absolutely awesome match. I give that at least four and three quarter stars. And this this uh, had less uh, focused selling by Okada because it was more uh, a super back and forth battle. And Suzuki played his role as the mean guy who's going to kill you. And he exposed Okada's weakness by attacking his bandaged neck. And he never, ever, ever stopped and this caused Okada to have to fight back like, you know, a warrior uh, with lion's pride, so to speak. And Okada's neck, as I just mentioned, was all taped up. And he took control early on. And that has been really the theme for his entire last year, not just the G1. Okada has been the guy who is, dictates the pace of matches. Uh, Desperado and Taichi did interfere, but the Young Lions at ringside took them away, which I thought was really cool. Okada told the Young Lions, take them away, get them out of here. And that was really, really neat because that uh, shows Okada's, you know, he's he's the man. The Young Lions will listen to him and do what he says. I, I think that's really cool. And uh, Suzuki ripped the bandage off Okada's neck and started working over it again. Uh, Suzuki went for a penalty kick. Uh, Okada blocked it, and they traded some shots, elbows. Suzuki went for a sleeper, but Okada countered with a suplex. Okada went for the Rainmaker, until Suzuki countered with a guillotine choke. Okada tried to hit a tombstone, but Suzuki 
escaped and nailed him with a drop kick. Okada nailed a drop kick to the back of Suzuki's head and hit a cradle tombstone pile driver. Could we say a gotch style tombstone pile driver? And then Suzuki dodged the Rainmaker and then escaped another tombstone and hit one of his own. Suzuki continued the assault, grinding down Okada and pelting him with kicks and just going after that neck. Suzuki locked in an octopus hold and then went for the gotch pile driver, but Okada blocked it. Suzuki hit the ropes. Okada hit his famous dropkick and then another one off the top rope. He went for the Rainmaker, but Suzuki countered with a sleeper suplex and kept him down on the mat. Okada struggled to make it to the ropes, but Suzuki got him on his back. Of course, eventually Okada did escape, grabbing the ropes. Suzuki then hit a barrage of palm strikes, and he picked up a prone Okada, but then got nailed with a Rainmaker, and he slowly got up and landed a second, Okada that is. Okada went for a third, but Suzuki blasted him with a ton of open hand slaps again. Then Okada fired back with some of his own. Suzuki put his hands down and invited Okada to hit him more, so he ended up stopping Okada's attempt at a tombstone and then tried for the gotch pile driver, but Okada blocked it. He went for the sleeper again, but Okada countered with another Rainmaker and tried to make a cover, but he did not reach Suzuki in time. He was crawling towards him and it went to a draw. So, as far as who is alive in this tournament, at the end of this amazing draw, 30-minute draw, uh, we now have in the A block tied at 12 points each Tanahashi and Naito. And the winner of that match goes to the finals. And in the other block, it boils down to Omega and Okada, and that's it. And this morning's draw means Omega needs the win, but Okada will advance with a win or a draw. This is actually how I predicted the B block was ending as I saw how the tournament was going to go. That I did not expect two draws. I did not expect him to draw with Suzuki, but this is how I predicted the direction of it going. Uh, with Okada and Omega in the finals, it's must win for Omega, or in the finals of the B block, sorry. It's must win for Omega. Okada, it is not. He needs just a draw. He doesn't, he can't lose, but he can advance with a win or a draw. And so he's in a position where, a better position than Omega. Omega has to finish this within 30 minutes, which creates a very great story leading into that match. And I cannot wait. It's going to be awesome. And it's going to be in just three short hours. And so with this, I'm going to close us out with... Minoru Suzuki's song, Kaza Ni Nare, and then we will do a podcast on Night 17, hyping up, of course, Night 18 with Okada and Omega, which will likely be the match of the G1. And so I'm going to turn up the music here in the background, and we will talk to you again after a while. Oh,